This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the post-game podcast. React to Liverpool's 3-0 Champions League semi-final first leg defeat to Barcelona. I'm Paul Wheelock and we will be getting the view from the press box, dugout and the stands on what was a strange night in so many ways. I think anyone who watched the game would say Liverpool did not deserve to be beaten by three clear goals. But in the end, the final scoreline could have been greater. I suppose you cannot legislate for genius or for poor finishing. Well, those were my thoughts, but I'll now hand you over to our Liverpool FC correspondent James Pearce to get his expert opinion on what he witnessed at Camp Nou. You'll then hear every word of Jurgen Klopp's press conference after the match before we get the verdicts of the six Liverpool fans who called into the show. Mark Baker, Ross Strachan, Matt Addison, Owen Thomas, Nathan Davidson and Peter Lally. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, Liverpool's Champions League dream is hanging by a thread after a devastating defeat here at the hands of Barcelona at the new Camp tonight. Jurgen Klopp and his players looked absolutely shell-shocked as they uh, left the pitch uh, a little while ago because uh, Liverpool contributed a lot to that semi-final first leg tonight, um, yet they've got uh, very, very little to show for it. I think there's no question that scoreline is in- incredibly harsh. There's no way that Barcelona were three goals better than Liverpool here tonight but ultimately Liverpool left with uh, a loads of regrets because they'll know that um, you know, they, they they had their chances in this game you know they weren't outclassed they dominated for long periods you look at the statistics they had more possession more attempts on goal more corners you know you name it um, you know, there was a, a sustained period early in that second half where Liverpool were camped in Barca's half and the locals here were whistling and, and jeering um, you know, and they, you know, they're not used to seeing their team uh, get bossed in, in that type of manner. But crucially, Liverpool couldn't take their chances. And then you know, some rank misfortune and what you'd have to say, the absolute breathtaking brilliance of Lionel Messi has done for them in the end. I thought Liverpool responded really well to going behind midway through the first half when uh, Albers delivered a wonderful cross from the left. Suarez, great movement to steal in between Van Dijk and Matip and uh, a clinical finish past Alisson who had, who had no chance. You know, we've seen Liverpool's powers of recovery this season. They did it again. You know, they really responded well to that. And um, you know, when you think it was far from ideal tonight, no Roberto Firmino, he only came off the bench late on. Uh, I thought Gini Wijnaldum did as well as you could possibly expect him to do, pressed into action as a, as a makeshift number nine. You know, he helped set the tone with, with his work ethic and the way he shut down space. Um, but the, the problem was that you know, that precious away goal... Um, which would have changed the complexion of this tie, just never arrived. I mean, James Milner had two fantastic chances um, that he couldn't find a way past Ter Stegen. Same with Mo Salah. Uh, he went close. And then, uh, you know, the second goal for Barcelona was an absolute body blow. You know, there was a few uh, unfortunate ricochets in the build-up. I think Fabinho, you know, first of all, halts Messi. Um, then I think Robertson challenges with Roberto and the ball bounces into the path of Suarez. He hammers against the bar, but then where does the rebound drop? Straight onto the chest of Lionel Messi, who's able to walk the ball in. Um, but, you know, if that was lucky, there was certainly nothing lucky about Barcelona's third goal. You know, an absolutely unbelievable free kick from Lionel Messi. Sometimes you just have to you know, stand and applaud a, a player who, you know, you, you, everyone here tonight, all 98,000, can consider themselves very, very fortunate to have been in the company of such an absolute genius because 
There's not many players who've ever played the game that could who could have produced a moment like that. A 30-yard free kick, and just the pace uh, and the quality of it and the placement gave Allison no chance. Then even then, you know, Liverpool could still have salvaged a lifeline. Uh, Roberto Firmino will be wondering how he didn't score, cleared off the line by Rakitic. Again, you know, it dropped straight to Salah. You expected the net to bulge, but Salah's hit the post, and you know, that's that's you feel like that's a massive, massive moment because I think a 3-1 defeat. You know, suddenly you're talking about a 2-0 win at Anfield next Tuesday night, which is more than gettable. Um, as it is, Liverpool have got an absolute mountain to climb. I mean, the, the away fans behind me here have now made their way out of the stadium, they, but they were, they were chanting and singing their songs long, long after the final whistle. They were in a defiant mood. I think you know, they'll, they'll think Liverpool can still do this, because why not? This is a, this is a club that came back from 3-0 down at half-time to win the Champions League uh, in Istanbul in 2005. So, you know, as it stands, they've got twice as long uh, to try and turn around this same deficit against Barcelona. But, you know, Anfield will be absolutely rocking next Tuesday night. There's no doubt about that. But the situation the Reds find themselves in is that, um, you know, that they're they've got to be almost perfect on the night because if Barcelona score once then you've got a situation where Liverpool score five and that is uh, you know I think you'd have to say that would be that would be beyond them and uh, you know in the short term at least Klopp's massive massive first challenge is to is to ensure that this defeat doesn't linger that Liverpool lick their wounds and and get back to it because there's too much at stake for any negativity to creep in there's still a Premier League title that's there to be won Liverpool have to go to Newcastle on Saturday night and come out swinging before the focus turns to the second leg against Barca so uh, you know a real bitter pill to swallow here at the new Camp tonight uh, where it finished Barcelona 3 Liverpool 0 The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo Jürgen, given the chances you created tonight, what are your thoughts on a performance that probably deserves a lot more than you got? I don't sure, I'm not sure if he deserved a lot more than he got. It's just that we played a really good football game, but at the end they scored three and we didn't score, so then we have, that's easy to accept. Uh, um, but football, you have different things. Um, um, what you, as a manager, what you have to judge, and for me, of course, it's very important how we how we played, and I'm completely happy. I told the boys I'm proud of what we how we played. I think it was the best away game in the Champions League so far, and not only this year, last year included, um, against a side like this, um, playing this kind of football. I was completely happy. We, 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 we played between the lines. We played through. We were, we were in the box. Uh, we, had, we had really good chances. We caused them a lot of problems, so that's good. And Champions League now is like this. If you lose away, it's not a massive problem. can happen. As long as you score a goal, that's the problem tonight. We didn't score that goal, and um, so that makes our life now not easier, to be honest. But um, from my point of view, my boys gained a lot of respect again because for the, for the way they played, I'm so happy how they developed. And I had so much fun, really, in that game, but... At the end, we lost it. That's now not really funny, but um, um, I'm long enough in the business to, that I had to learn to accept things like this, and I do that, obviously. Um, well, yeah, but that's it. What then do you say to your players in there as regards whether there's still life in this tie, but also to pick them up ahead of Newcastle at the weekend? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I said to them that I'm really proud of them, that I really like the game, that it's wonderful, but we don't have to think about the next game against Barcelona. Now we play now Newcastle. That's, um, that's all our focus on. So go go in the hotel, have a proper sleep, get up in the morning and um, 
fly home um, and then prepare for Newcastle. That's how it is. But um, whatever happens, these boys. <laughs> I really, I, I, I couldn't be. I could. I couldn't be more proud of them because not. I, we know the result, and people who didn't see the game will say strange things about it. It's all good. We accept that easily. It's just how they always strike back in in in, in these kind of games. Difficult. How they sh how brave they are in these moments. So I just like it. So I just like it. And at the end, of course, it's still a three 0 Whatever I think about the game, it's still 3 0 and it will not change. So, but it's okay. Um, let's fly home and play Newcastle, and then we play another time against Passa. Sí, um, la yatoral de, de Catalunya Radio. Hola, bona nit. Era la primera vegada que s'enfrontava Messi. Podria saber quines han estat les seves sensacions i si li ha semblat uh, imparable. Yeah, in his moments, he's unstoppable. Obviously, we cannot, we couldn't defend the free kick. <laughs> what a strike! Um, and he's a world-class player. He's um, outstanding. The second goal was probably not the nicest. The two-nil was not the nicest goal in the career of Lionel Messi, but it shows his his skills that he's even there. Ball crossbar, and then he's there in that moment. Um, but apart from that, I really was. I'm happy, I was happy how we defended. The whole Barca team and and Lionel in, involved. Um, I'm a big admirer of him, or probably everybody. But um, my boys tonight didn't show too much respect. They were really there. They tried with completely legal things. We, we didn't treat him harshly or whatever to try to get him out of the game. Um, we played just football, and I liked that. Yes. I knew before that Lionel is a world-class player, and now I saw it again. I'm not too surprised, to be honest. Okay, we've got the next couple uh, there, and then we'll go to uh, Rory. And then over there. Hola, bona nit, Marta Ramon, oh, uh, de RACUP. Thank you. Um, què has pensat uh, amb el plantejament de, del Barça aquesta nit? Esperaves un Barça diferent? T'ha sorprès l'estil uh, pel que ha optat avui Valverde a l'hora d'encarar de, el partit? Were you surprised? You see Barca much more often. I saw them quite a lot now. That's why I didn't think too much about Barcelona style. To be honest, we, we tried to play our game, and that's what we did in a lot of moments. I think if you are, I, were you surprised how good we are? I liked it though, and it's difficult to play against us. But still, we are, we lost still three 0 So I would say, Mr. Valverde did everything right and I did everything wrong. That's in football like this. Um, but we both will still carry on, probably. Um, and I was not surprised about Barca, what they did. So, so, so the lineup was okay. Artur maybe for Vidal. Fullback maybe different. But that's pretty much all apart from that. But Dembele maybe, but that's three positions. Yeah, you have to make these choices. That's a that's a super life, to be honest. So um, that's a good thing. But these things you cannot make a mistake because every, whatever you decide, it's good. Um, no, I was not surprised. Rory, Jordan, Rory Smith from the New York Times. You mentioned you were pleased with how your players played. What in particular made you happy about what they did? What did you ask them to do, and what did they do well? And just from what you just said just said then, 
What did you do wrong if you did anything wrong? Do you really think the people in America want to read that specific football things? Are you, an, are you the educator there? Or are you bring the football knowledge to America like that? Yeah, that's all good. All good. Um. <laughs> so, football is very important. You see, I think everybody in football is, is impressed by Barcelona, the quality of the players, the stadium, the competition, all that stuff. The challenge in football is not to show that respect. So, you have to be... So you have to be ready, really, to to look sometimes ridiculous, really, that you that you miss, that you you got a nutmeg, whatever. But you have to be there. You have to make this last step, and then somebody's there and can collect the ball, and we can start playing football. So how we defended it, how brave we were in these situations, how how, how that I like that. How when we got the ball, uh, we were not always brilliant, but we were pretty much always really good. So we played, we controlled the game in moments, we let them run, uh, we, they had to defend, we played between, it's just, we created. Maybe not constantly chances, that's not possible, <laughs> they're too strong for that, but moments, moments with the, with the, with the chance to make a proper chance of it. So that's, that's good, and that's what you have to do. You have to create by yourself, and that's what we did. And, um, and yeah, nobody was really interested in it. Probably only a few football nerds will talk, think about it because it's about the result and we lost 3-0. But I can work really good with this game. That will be in my... I will use that for, for whatever, to, to show the boys what's possible. Um, yeah. You saw the game, so you, you, you saw basically good things as well. So it was just... It was a brave performance. It was just good, very passionate, uh, very lively, very, how is that? Um, in a lot of moments creative, in a lot of moments direct. Everybody was on their toes. I, I liked the game really a lot, but that doesn't absolutely help. I don't know, I don't know that, but um, still like that. Okay, last couple uh, gentlemen here, then Paul and then Dom to finish. Okay. Hi, Jürgen, uh, Richard Martin from Reuters Agency. Um, I wanted to ask about Luis Suarez. Obviously, there seemed to be a lot of focus on Messi before the game, and you did a decent job of shackling Messi for about an hour, but Suarez was always causing problems. Was he something that you focused on as much as Messi? You really think, I told my boys, ignore Suarez. Oh, what? I didn't see too many problems, which you cause, to be honest, but it's normal. With the quality, he causes problems. Whatever you do, however you plan it, we are not so silly that we think if we defend Messi, then we win the game. So the first goal was past Phil Coutinho and a wonderful strike, a really good strike, a goal, I have to say, from Luis Suarez. No, we, didn't. we were not surprised by nothing. It's just the boys. It's difficult to defend. If you, they are so good. So if that's exactly how you say, if you, then you control in a moment one player and in the other, but then the other player has a bit more space. But it's nothing to do with being focused on one player or the other. We defend the ball, whoever has it, gets our full concentration, and um, that's how we try to do it tonight as well. So, no. Okay, Paul and Don, then we're finishing. Yeah. Jürgen, do, do, do you think you have a chance in the second leg? Because it's football, yes. But <laughs> before this game, we had a bigger chance. Let me say it like this. So, and that's um, look, it's it's difficult. What can I say to? It's Barcelona, and um, 
um, if they can play for counterattacks, that doesn't help us a lot. That's difficult to 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 avoid. Um, and yeah, because it's football, we should still try. But um, it doesn't make it now. Um, it didn't make our life easier, obviously. It's not a night for being really mouthy and telling you yeah, it's exactly what we wanted. Half time, so score an early goal and all that shit. That's uh, sorry, and all these things. Um, uh, so it will be another really difficult game. Okay. Dom to finish. Last question. <coughs> yeah, again, it was just wondering how, how pivotal you thought that minute was when it went three 0 and then Salah hits the post. Do you believe that that could be the the, the, tie, the the fine margins of the tie in that minute? Yeah, obviously our season is for this season is for close tight decisions. Eh? <laughs> Balls in, not in, post, not post. A three-one would be a better result. I would feel slightly different in this moment, but with three-nil, of course, it, it's it's different. So, it, what can I say? It only showed us we can we can have chances. So that's how it is. We, these boys never give up. That's how it is. They never give up. I love that. But um, there were that's in a, in a dressing room. I said there's no party in the moment. Right? Nobody thinks so halfway through. So we have to we have to we have to use that game for a lot of things. For a lot of things, but in a moment we just feel disappointed, frustrated, whatever you want to say um, about the result. But there will be a moment when I when I can convince the boys again how important this game was for, for was for our development because I really think it was the best away game we played in the Champions League, and so that's that's another important message as well for us, not for the world outside because they're the one results, but for us it's a very important message. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Mark Baker commenting on Barcelona versus Liverpool. Strange game in the fact that Liverpool played very well in the game. Were able to force Barcelona to drop deep and absorb a lot of pressure, especially in the second half. And Liverpool had very good chances within the game. Um, to come away with a positive result. However, the detail in the final third wasn't there for Liverpool. And they come up against the greatest player of all time, who makes all the small details matter. So Liverpool have very good players in the final third of the pitch. But Barcelona have that next level of player, and obviously Messi's out in, in a world of his own, but even in Luis Suarez, and it was them fine margins that, eventually settled the game and Liverpool were ragged towards the end and it could, have, it could have ended up more. This is not the Barcelona they once were, but they have the ultimate cheat code, the ultimate weapon in the side in the best player there's ever been. I've spent the last 10 years watching all of Messi's games. I think apart from the untelevised Copa del Rey games and the reason being, it's an education to watch him play. He will never be around again and there will never be another player like him. Will never be another player who combines all the elements of what you need to be a successful player, but all in the one man. He's the greatest passer of all time. He's statistically the greatest goal scorer of all time. He's the greatest dribbler of all time. He has X-ray vision to find moving targets. No matter where or what the game needs, he positions himself in, a, in an area in which to affect it. And ultimately, He's killed off the tie and, and pretty much 
Liverpool will come away thinking to themselves, how has that result ended 3-0? But it's ended 3-0 because of that man and the extra quality that Barcelona have at the top end of the pitch. I think the thing is with Messi, you can't control him with individual players. So what you have to almost adopt is, and through the years I've seen certain teams have success doing it, only very elite teams with excellent organisation, into trying almost cage him into an area of the pitch, so get enough bodies around him in which he can't play forward and and find the, the moving targets in the passes when he lifts his head up. The problem with him is, wherever he is on the field of play and whenever he has the ball or whenever he touches the ball, he's a threat because he thinks quicker than anyone else. He's able to execute things quicker than anybody else. And even in the game today, you'd always feel if you're going to come out and attack to some extent, which was what Liverpool did, they didn't sit there in, in a low block and absorb pressure and make it more difficult. They came in with an attacking philosophy, which also included trying to nullify Messi at the same time. And the two things are extremely difficult, especially when you're playing at the Camp Nou in a big open spaces pitch. And even though they were controlling him to an extent, you're always straining. So you're, he's always one pass off killing you. He's always one shot off killing you. And you could see that during the game. Every time he gets the ball, the ability to turn or provide a pass quicker than anybody else, to see things quicker than anyone else. It's almost as if he sees the pitch from an elevated position above the field of play. And just to, I mean, people might talk about, oh, he scored a tapping for the second goal, which ultimately was decisive in the game, but it isn't. He's quicker than anybody else, is in the brain. Even you watch Van Dijk, he's on his heels, Messi never does. He always switches on, switches on the quickest. He's there, he makes it look simple, but the movement, he's always reading the game, reading the next passage of play, reading the next pattern, and that was that. And then ultimately, the greatest free kick to take it of our times as well, with a finish which which ended the tie. And like I say, Liverpool got ragged towards the end and, and unfortunate, really, that it didn't didn't go more. Um, but I think I just wanted to touch on him today because I've seen a very good Liverpool performance and tactically I thought Liverpool did very well. I felt they had the tactical advantage over Barcelona in terms of their strengths can, um, playing into Barcelona's weaknesses, really. So you think about Barcelona when they have the ball, they expand the game, they open up, they leave space in between full-back and centre-half. Liverpool had the, the players to exploit that. Barcelona lack pace in behind or pace throughout the team, which means Liverpool can squeeze the pitch. It means they can congest it more and try and stop Messi. However, once again, here's the difference. And since I've I've been watching him over a decade now, he does things in a game, whether it be one, two, three, four, five things, it doesn't matter how many, that no other player can do. And Liverpool have found that out today. And in the second leg, it's going to be an uphill task because you're going to have to come out, you're going to have to try and be on the front foot and as long as he's on the pitch, that is the difference. So unfortunate for Liverpool, but for me, to come away with a 3-0 defeat, as harsh as it sounds, means the tie is now dead. And they won't be the last team, or they haven't been the last team throughout this decade of football, the Messi era, who've come away feeling they've been hard done by. But ultimately, they've been beaten by the greatest player of all time. It's Ross from Witness with his thoughts on the Barcelona v Liverpool game. Truly, truly devastated after what I've just witnessed. Liverpool losing 3-0 to the new camp. I um, I thought Liverpool were brilliant tonight. I, the the, the, the scoreline does not reflect what I've just witnessed there. How we've lost that game 3-0. How we haven't scored. How they've got three goals. I, I don't really... I can't quite comprehend what's just happened. Absolute devastation. 
I feel the ties done and dusted now. You're talking miracle beyond miracle for anything to happen now in the second leg. The away goal was massive. And we had so many chances to score that, that goal. We had so many chances. In the first half, we absolutely dominated the game. I can't remember them having any chances other than... It sounds crazy that we've lost the game 3-0, but I can't remember them having any chances over in the first half than the Suarez goal, which, don't get me wrong, great bit of play. Nipped in between the two centre-backs. It was a great finish. You know, their second goal, there's such an element to look to it. Fabino wins the initial challenge. Suarez hits the bar and it drops back straight into Messi's feet. Absolute gift of a goal. And then Messi's there, you know, it's a, it's a it's a true bit of magic. Painful as it is, it's a world, world-class goal. Top bin, he's killed it right round the road, the wall, right round the post, round the top bin. And they've won the game to me, you know, and I, I'm almost a little bit shell-shocked at what I've just witnessed. I thought Liverpool were brilliant. First half, second half, they, they dominated the game. They, they've had all the chances. I, I said it at half-time, I was speaking to my dad about it at half-time. In games like this, the chances are massive and you've got to take chance. If a chance arises, you've got, to, you've got to take it. You know, that man he won in that first half. Wow, he's, he's got to score. It's a great ball. I think it was Henderson played it in. And he's had time and he's somehow put the ball over the bar. And then, you know, we go into the second half... And the away goal is massive. We know how big the away goal is in these games. And even when we were down to... I think we were, when we were 3-0 down, he's had that chance where he's rattled the post. Mo Salah. And it, it, just, it just wasn't our day. It just wasn't our day. And it's horrible. It's horrible feeling to play so well. I, I wouldn't. I don't know what the actual possession stats were and such, but it felt like we had the ball all the time. We dominated possession. We must. We could have on another day. We scored three or four there. Yeah, we've. I don't. I really don't know how we've lost that game three 0 but we have, and we've just got to. We've got to take it on the chin. And yeah, we've got to be positive, and it's going to be really hard to be positive because. Messi and Suarez are such exceptional players. It's just that little tiny bit of space and they, they, they score or they create. So it's beyond the mountain, I think, in my opinion, the second leg. You know, I'll be there. I'll be behind the boys and we'll give it all we've got. But it's going to take a miracle, isn't it? Let, let's be realistic about our chances now. We know what happened, you know, in the past in certain games, Istanbul and whatnot, but this is going to take something monumental for Liverpool to get through. And I just can't see it happening, but I'll believe, and, you know, on the day, I'll be there, I'll support the boys, and we'll do it, and we'll, and we'll back them. And it's, this, is, this is going to really hurt us now, going into the weekend. Two league games left, Newcastle on Saturday... We've got to refocus because let's not end up. I mean, it's really close. We could end up with nothing here, and we've we've got one of the best sides we've had, you know, in my lifetime, and we could end up winning nothing. And it's a devastating thought, 
But it's still there's still a chance. So we've got Newcastle. Let's go and beat Newcastle. Let's put the pressure on City. You know, Brendan Rodgers could pull something out of the bag for us. Who knows? So all we can do is believe, back the boys, and go again. So it's all about Saturday, 8 o'clock, quarter to 8, whatever it is, Newcastle. Let's go and get that win. And then we'll think about the second leg after that. Come on, Reds, we can do this. Hello, it's Matt Addison for the post-match podcast after Liverpool were torn apart in the end by Lionel Messi at Camp Nou. A really disappointing result in the end, and I'm just exhausted watching it, to be honest. There was brilliant intensity and pressing from both sides, and it was really, really high quality. You compare that to the Tottenham against Ajax match in the other semi-final, and it was simply worlds apart. The first thing to say is that I thought Liverpool did really, really well, and it's important to state that. The difference, though, between the two sides was that one team has Lionel Messi and the other one didn't. And Liverpool, unfortunately, tonight couldn't find that away goal. Gini Wijnaldum up top, obviously, didn't help with that. And I thought Roberto Firmino was massively missed. It's the second year in a row now that a lack of a proper backup when one of the front three is missing has come back to bite us when it matters most. I thought Jurgen Klopp generally got the approach right. Liverpool missing chances was the thing that cost us rather than the game plan. The only thing that I would question is Joe Gomez ahead of Trent Alexander-Arnold. I thought Liverpool really missed his quality deliveries from out wide, especially in that spell of dominance just after the break. The first half was decided by one moment of magic, that Jordi Alba pass into Luis Suarez. And we know how good he can be. Suarez, in that moment, he didn't do a lot in the game, but it just takes a split second for him to find the back of the net. For 80 minutes of that game, I thought Matip and Fabinho dealt with Lionel Messi quite well. The trouble is, though, he only takes one half chance like that free kick and it's game over. Steve McManaman, by the way, on that free kick, absolutely ludicrous to question Alisson. Messi could not have placed that better. Sometimes you just have to applaud a genius and once again, Lionel Messi proved tonight that he is the best of all time for me. Absolutely no doubt about it. I thought Liverpool were at least equal in the first half with Barcelona, undoubtedly as well better in that second. Weirdly, Liverpool could have done much better in terms of the result tonight, or it could have been much worse when you think of those chances on the counter just at the end of the game there. There was a big chance for Sadio Mane in the first half, Salah hitting the post just after Messi's free kick. At least one, if not both of those chances, simply had to go in. You can see how much fear that both Sadio Mane and Mo Salah put into that Barcelona team, but when it came to the final touch, nobody could just get that ball over the line. At times tonight, Liverpool were outplaying Barcelona, it has to be said, and that's a huge positive. Unfortunately though, Lionel Messi, a man from another world, just took over the tie. Barcelona well in control now. There is a tiny glimmer of hope of course, but if we're being honest, it's all but over. Get an early goal at Anfield next week and of course it becomes interesting, but literally everything has got to go Liverpool's way now next Tuesday. Hello, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. Oh my gosh, I feel exhausted. Football, such a cruel game, isn't it? So cruel. More cruel than Cruella Deville's mink fur dealer. And more spirit sapping than an alcoholic dementor. Gosh, Liverpool actually played well. We did well. We had 15 shots. Barcelona only had 12. 
but we had four on target with the big fat zero compared to Barcelona who had five on target with three goals. Ooh, we did not deserve that. So for the next, you know, six days until the return, what can we do? I don't know. I shall be scouring the countryside for four-leafed clovers and a rabbit's foots. And if, you know, there is such a thing as harmony and balance in the universe, maybe we'll get lucky next week. You never know. You never know. The boys can still do it. And it is Anfield. And Anfield is where magic does happen but of course after that result that kick in the teeth that punch in the guts that elbow to the chops result three nil it's looking very unlikely but you never know you never know reds fans you never know this is owen from couple podcast saying wow that hurts but the season goes on a roll on newcastle the boys will learn from that, and uh, we move forward. We move forward, we win together, we draw together, and we lose together. Hi there, Nathan Dirtson talking about Barcelona 3, Liverpool 0. So, for the lineup threw a few surprises this evening. Um, obviously, Joe Gomez came in and started at right back, which I was a little bit surprised at myself. I just thought Gomez's strongest position is centre-back and to give him his first start in about five months over in right-back was a big ask and I think he did okay defensively but didn't give, didn't give us maybe what Trent would have given us in terms of delivery. So as the first half starts, everyone watching could see how the ball was going. It was end-to-end, it was quick, attacking football. You never looked like it was going to be a nil-nil. You always looked like one, at least one team was going to score. Then we get 20 minutes in and Naby Keita gets injured. Jordan Henderson comes on. Let's hope there's nothing too big in that. Obviously because we need all our players right now, especially with the games coming thick and fast at the minute. Then we have the Suarez goal. I just, I've known for weeks, ever since this has been drawn, that as soon as we played Barcelona, that Luis Suarez would get a goal against us. He's just an un- unbelievable player. One of my favourite players I've seen play for Liverpool. He's just... His movement for the goal was brilliant. It was a great cross from Alba and he timed his run perfectly and he just tore-poked it into the, into the corner of the net. But you could see him today. He was always at the ref. He was playing offside, tr- making the defence have a decision. Did they, did they drop back and watch him and allow space for Messi or... Do they just push up? And he just must be so difficult to play against. He must be like um, a constant worry in your head. He's never just not in the game. He's always making you think about him being there and what problems he can cause you. Then, after that, we we looked like we had a threat on the counter for the rest of the first half. But in the final third, we just were never looked like we were really going to go on and take take the opportunities that we're creating. The big one, obviously, in the first half was Sadio Mane, where he's got two defenders behind him, but he's got through them, and then he's just got to really put it either side of Testegen, and he puts it right at him. Then we get into the second half. I thought we started really, really well in the second half, to be fair, and especially in the first five minutes. 
we were creating a lot, we were on top. Uh, James Milner had that chance where he put it straight at the goalkeeper. And once again, if it was either side, could have had us a goal there. And then Barcelona started sitting deep with their 1-0 lead. And they were just waiting for us to come out, try and get the away goal. And then they were just counter. And they did that so, so effectively. And I think the problem we had was there was a good spell for maybe 10 minutes when we were on top and they were just sitting on the counter. But it was also slow. Every time we got it, it was a pass sideways pass inwards and to be fair Barcelona made it difficult they kept a good line and they made it hard to get in behind and shut down the space so there wasn't really that much room to play in but someone there's just got to take a risk just put a first time ball in just make a darting run or something because that was the only way that was ever going to change then we have Messi and the Messi show and yeah that's what he can do he's a great player he the first goal is just a tapping for him in the end, but good awareness to get it, and the free kick is just superb from the distance it was right in the top corner. You couldn't have asked for any better, and at that point, that for me is killed off the tie for Liverpool. You can't go away from home, not get an away goal, concede free, and then have any real aspiring hopes of getting of getting through to the next round like you've now got for me you we can't consider going and winning 4-0 at home um, next week at Anfield you've got to account for that Messi might produce a moment of magic so that means we're going to have to score 5 it's not other rounds of possibility but it's asking an awful 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 lot especially when we've got an absolutely massive game against Newcastle on Saturday to keep the title race alive. So, just not a great night for us, really. One side was clinical, one side wasn't. Unfortunately, we were the side that weren't clinical enough tonight. Created a couple of chances, but just couldn't put them away. And in the Champions League, for me, once you get to the knockout round, it's all about away goals. And we something we've been really, really good at this this season so far and last season getting them away goals and then just killing the tie off but it didn't happen tonight and I just don't see how we progress without that without any away goals but putting the Champions League aside for a second Klopp, I think Klopp's got a big big job over these next few days because between him and the, te- and the and the team as a mental collective they've just got to forget about what's happened tonight um, and they've just got to focus on Saturday like what's happened tonight they can't worry about that anymore they've just got to be focused on making sure, making sure we beat Newcastle on Saturday night um, and making sure we do our bit and just hope that City slip up somewhere but I think a lot of people maybe pinned the hopes or we're maybe not uh, if City win all the games we can uh, maybe win the Champions League. It was never going to be that easy, um, and Messi's proved that tonight. We weren't disastrous in the way we played. We could, we've, we've went to the new camp. We've created plenty of chances. We've given it a good go, but in the end, it was all about being clinical at the very, very top level, and that was something that we weren't able to do this evening. I'm afraid. But now, just forget about it. Roll on for Saturday. Come on, you Reds, let's beat Newcastle.
Peter here with the post-match report after Liverpool get tonked 3-0 by Barcelona at the new Camp. Um, disappointed, like the rest of you will be. Uh, I thought the better team won. Uh, you could say that Liverpool had a lot of possession, they did a lot of good things, they hit a post and all the rest of it. But what I thought was that basically Barcelona have a better attack than us. We know how good Luis Suarez was. There was arguments that he was the best Liverpool player we'd ever seen. So they've got King Louis up front, and they've got Lionel Messi, who's meant to be better than him. So straight away, that's a, cra- that's a cracking front two players. Now, when Aldum is very good, he's doing his part, but, I mean, it's just levels below. And I think that when you get to the top matches, you'll get found out. I think it was the same thing happened to us in the final last year of the Champions League. Other than Real Madrid's cheating, we got found out on top of that because we had some weaknesses in goal and we didn't have a strong enough squad. So here again, I'm thinking, without Firmino up front, we were a bit weaker up front. Then in midfield, I think our best midfield is Keita, Fabinho, and then probably to go with him, Wijnaldum, maybe Henderson. That sort of attacking, uh, good technical ability. But when I saw Milner in there, who I really like, but it's laboured. It's the sort of midfield that gets found out at the top level. Now, he didn't do anything particularly wrong, but just our midfield wasn't that creative. It's a bit stodgy when we're trying to break things down. They can't quite do it. And, you know, it's always a pass sideways. It's not that they haven't been really good. It's not that they played bad. But we're, in the, we're up against one of the top teams in the world, and we, we were lacking because of, in that area. Now, do I think we're going to come back? No, I don't. Uh, could Liverpool, could Anfield produce some amazing night? Could they lift the team? I mean, obviously, I hope so. But this particular team, it's stable. It's the team that's getting maybe 25 points more than last season. But they're not the team to go for the throat. Um, we shall have to see. I'm delighted we've got as far as the semi-final. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with the team, how Klopp's done, how they all tried. Um, but tonight we were up against a, a top team who we were just a bit better than us. And I must say, when, it, when Messi went to take that free kick, I fancied him putting it in the corner. I watched earlier in the season, my dad's a Tottenham fan, I saw, them, um, saw Messi dismantle Spurs and that got me a bit worried. I thought, the one team I don't want us to face are Barcelona, because Messi, this guy Messi, I mean, he's, he's in form, he's good. He's, so he's, he's done us over. Without, uh, not a phenomenal performance by him, but, you know, you come away with two goals and... All right, so much for shrewd tactical analysis. <laughs> Just disappointed. Anyway, uh, let's hope Liverpool can get it together and get a win against Newcastle and keep the challenge alive. All right, come on the Reds. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.